Ideas and perspectives are two words that lead the conversations that happen here at New Light Network. Listen in on the variety of individuals that sit at this table and see what you can pick up. This podcast is a production of Golden Duck Studios, done in partnership with Home on Jarvis. Hey guys, and welcome back to New Light Network. Now, we're doing another dark mode episode, but this time it's a little different because I actually don't have a guest that's sitting across from me. It's me. I'm trying a solo episode for the first time, so let's see how it goes, uh, honestly. So, um... I'm actually in Singapore right now. Yes, I'm back home for a bit. Feels good to be back home, I have to say. And I've been here since July and uh, I hope to come back to Toronto soon. So that's my intention for sure. But you obviously, when you read the title of this podcast, you know, I want to I wanna talk about Instagram for a bit. Um, you know, it's just it's just something that I've been thinking about uh, in the recent times and it's just I have, I have a lot of thoughts about Instagram that I just want to share on this uh, solo episode and see if you guys resonate with it and also some learnings that I took away um, so yeah let's let's get into it but before that let me just catch up with you guys for a little bit because I feel like I have never done that on the podcast and there's a reason why I want to catch up with you first now and especially because you know I've been away from uh, Toronto since July so there you know there's a lot of, a lot of things happened since July so I just want to give you guys a little bit of an update of what happened so the first thing I graduated yes that's right I graduated from TMU with a degree in film studies and uh, with distinction may I add because I can actually say that and I'm proud of that so that's something that happened I graduated and then right after that I got the opportunity to go to New York City now, I always go around claiming that New York is like my favorite city in the world, even before I even went there for the first time. So this July when I went, that was my first time there and, you know, went to all the places that I've always dreamed of going, uh, ate all the food that I've always dreamed of eating. I did that. It was amazing. And uh, just honestly had the best time in New York. Um, and after that, I went to Vancouver. In Vancouver, I caught up with family and I caught up with friends, went to Whistler, in between that trip and then I uh, yeah just just had a good time over there as well you know uh, within like the, all the mountains and the, and the nature it really is br- a beautiful British Columbia as they say it is it's um, my first time in British Columbia and just being there and seeing the beauty firsthand that sort of like changed my perception of uh, the place and it was amazing and after that I came to Singapore now I the, it's a homecoming for me I've uh, because of the pandemic, you know, it's I couldn't come back for a long time. Uh, for like two and a half years, I was in Toronto and I couldn't come back. So I was obviously, I was overjoyed to be back here. So, um, you know, ever since um, I've been back, you know, I've just been like doing the regular old things that I used to do uh, that I was uh, living here, you know, going and meeting uh, my old friends from high school, eating some nice food. Singapore is just, just like really good for food and there's you see a lots of types of uh different different cuisines and um just the food culture here is insane and like uh, i wish i could sort of transport that back to toronto not that the food scene in toronto is not bad it's actually really good but singapore just does it on a different level you know if you, if you don't know what i'm talking about look into it or if you come here that's even better you can experience it firsthand and in between i went to chennai uh, which is uh, the city that I'm from uh, back in India. That was that's like my hometown. That's a lot of family over there, and um, caught up with them, caught up with my friends. You know, 
um, across all this, you know, I was also, of course, I was taking a lot of photographs and I was just like sharing them all, uh, all along my social media. And um, in between all this, I also met, I got, I got like an opportunity to meet such wonderful people and, you know, people I never expect that I would run into. And um, uh, for example, in New York, I, I ran into Steve Smith. Some of you might know who Steve Smith is, but he's, a, he's an Australian cricket player. Uh, some say he's the best player in the world right now. And um, you know what? He very well might be. He's one of the best batsmen in uh, the game right now. And I got the chance to meet him in uh, New York, which just was the cherry on top of the cake for my New York trip. And uh, that was amazing. It was unexpected. And when I came back to Singapore, I met Olympic gold medalist Joseph Schooling. He's a Singaporean swimmer. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's actually known as the guy who beat Michael Phelps. He's kind of a big deal over here. He's a local hero. Got the chance to meet him as well. Very, very nice guy. And um, yeah. And and then after that, I, I just happened to be at a place where uh, two of my favorite singers from Bollywood uh, were there. And from the Bollywood, like the Indian film industry, who've done a lot of work in Bollywood and who are public figures and very well-known names back in India. And I got to meet them as well. So it was just meeting amazing people after amazing people after amazing people. Now, after all this, another amazing thing that happened was I got to meet up with my friend uh, from Australia. His name is Rob. He's actually someone who I met in Toronto. He was my roommate uh, for a semester when he was an exchange over there. And we actually met in home on Jarvis. So, and we actually caught up in Singapore after two and a half years. And it was very, very nice to see him because he had to go back. His his trip was sort of cut short because of his exchange uh, term in Toronto was kind of cut short because of the pandemic. So it was really nice to meet him up, meet him, meet up with him over here and then make up for lost time. So that was, that was something that I really, really enjoyed. I'm so grateful for. And just all of these things, I'm so grateful for like running into these people and just like you know, getting to do these amazing things. Now, there's a reason why I'm listing all this, you know, excuse me if I sound a little pretentious in this, but yes, all this, you know, I got to experience all these amazing things, but um, I'm sharing all this one yes to catch up with you guys and also to make a point is that, yes, all this happened, but but this is one side of what happened. This is the side that if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know all this. You've probably seen, you know, the stories, the posts, and things like that. And you probably know what Ani's up to. And um, everything I mentioned. You know. You've probably seen it. But there's this whole other side that. You know. People just don't know about. And uh, I don't think people would even. Strike to think of that. Because. You know. That's just not for the public eye. Um, in the midst of doing all these amazing things. Meeting all these amazing people. You know. I was. Going through. What I would say. A phase of very intense mental health issues probably the most intense that i've ever had to deal with and uh, you know i was in toronto for two and a half years like i mentioned i couldn't go back uh, home because of uh, the pandemic and that took a huge toll on me and you know i'm a guy who gets homesick very easily and and for me it's always important to remember where i come from so you know i can feel like myself but i was not feeling like myself for the most part for the for the major part of the pandemic that I spent in uh, Toronto because I just I just not been home and I sort of forgot the feeling of being home which is which is a terrible feeling let me tell you you know if if you've experienced that maybe you can relate to me but it's a terrible feeling just to sort of forget where you come from and just not have the 
opportunity to go back. So, so I'm kind of I'm grateful that I'm here, but you know, there's a whole other side to, you know, me being in Canada and then coming back. And another thing that I had to deal with was a significant loss in my family and it's the it's the first it's the first sort of significant loss that I've faced in my life and this was such an unfamiliar territory for me and I had to deal with that. That's something that happened and um you know homecoming was not honestly what I expected at all you know in certain in certain regards you know without going into too much detail there's there's problems that I didn't know I had to face when I came home and I had to face them you know but Instagram does not see that right Instagram does not see those struggles and you know I'm a creative person if you follow me on Instagram or if you if you just know what I do you know that I'm a creative person I'm a photographer a filmmaker you know I love I love content creation and things like that but I was going through the biggest creative rut that I'd ever probably faced in my life because of just all the things that were happening and I just couldn't think creatively I I started hating my own work you know and that's just a point that any creative as a creative you just don't want to be there at that in that headspace it's just not good for you um so you know working hard to get out of that that was something that I had to deal with I had such a severe loss of motivation to the point where I was actually kind of questioning like yo is this is this actually what I want to do like um I was absolutely in such a state of self doubt and second guessing like my entire sort of um what I wanted to do and that's that's just not a good place to be in and if i'm being honest guys like as as much as these things amazing things were happening in my life and i was meeting all these amazing people going to all these amazing places eating all this amazing food i was now that i reflect back i was actually more sad than i was happy throughout uh, the course of all this i would come back home and yes when i reflect back i i know that i was more sad at the end of the day than i was happy and you know it's easy to think when uh you see on instagram i'm living this sort of life i'm meeting these people i'm going to these places it's like what a life like this guy's just living his life he's living his best life you know there's there's you know there's nothing he can complain about but that's just that's just such a facade that's just such an illusion that is created by social media right and that's that's sort of what i want to talk about in this is um instagram and and the role that instagram has in our lives the role that Instagram has in my life i want to speak from the eye over here cuz that's that's honestly what i can do i'm not an expert i'm not like a psychologist i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not like a i'm not like an expert in this field but what i can do is i can speak from my experience and that's exactly what i'm going to do today so let's let's try it and also since this is a solo episode i've sort of broken this down into five pieces so that i just don't go on rambling on uh for the entirety of this episode so hopefully this this sort of five section um structure if you want to call it that gives it some sort of uh structure yeah i mean that's what i meant by saying that so hopefully there's a bit of a structure but let me let me tell you guys how i've broken it down yeah so let's call it call it chapters so so i want to call the first chapter the full picture second chapter i want to call it comparison third chapter i'm going to call it slot machine fourth i'm going to call it information abundance and the fifth and final one i'm going to call it a useful tool so you know with these keywords you're probably you're probably getting the direction that i'm getting at so let's get into it the full picture now one thing i can absolutely guarantee to you is that you are never getting the full picture on instagram and this this is sort of why i sort of wanted to catch up with you guys for a little bit talk about the two sides of the coin 
uh, that I was going through. And it's because, you know, Instagram is so good at convincing you that it is real life. And when you're scrolling that fast, when you're scrolling um, uh, on your phone or on your desktop that fast, uh, you take things at face value, right? And it's sort of like your mind sort of exaggerates what you see on there. And that's what it is. That's what Instagram is just really good at doing is that it's con- it's convincing you. It's good at convincing you that it is real life. And we live in such a digital age, right? Like we're in 2022 right now where like most things are digital electronic you know the internet is such a prevalent part of everyone's lives and it's gotten to the point where i think the digital life and the real life um, are sort of merging together and it's really important at this stage to distinguish it and that's a skill especially when when you're so hooked onto instagram or when you're so hooked onto social media it's such a skill to differentiate digital life and real life and um you know, what I would call Instagram, what most people would call Instagram is just a highlight reel. I, I, I know that you've heard that term before. Instagram is just a highlight reel um, of, of people, you know, of things. That's, that's, that's what you see. And I want to relate it back to my example. You know, what I was sharing on my Instagram of all these um, experiences was just highlights, right? At the end of the day, it wasn't, yes, it's real life in the sense that I was going and doing these things. But these were just highlights, you know, you're never getting the full picture. And I think the full context, the full sort of story is so much more important uh, when you want to form a judgment. So, so yeah, that's what it is. It's just a highlight reel. And don't let that distort your reality because I've, I've definitely let that uh, like get to me at times. And I would, I would just feel really bad about myself. Uh, I'll get to that. Um, in the, in the comparison, when I talk about comparison, but, you know, it's sort of easy to distort your own reality. Reality distortion happens so much when you spend a lot of time on Instagram and when you don't sort of be mindful of the fact that you're not getting the full picture. So what I would say to anyone listening or even as a reminder to myself is that always take Instagram with a grain of salt and don't take it seriously. I mean, honestly, when I thought about it, I was like, Gosh, we take Instagram so seriously sometimes. And I don't think that should be the case at all. I think it's at the end of the day, it is it is superficial and I don't I don't think it really matters. Uh it's helpful, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it matters. So don't take it too seriously and um always always remind yourself you're not getting the full picture on Instagram. There's better sources for that. Okay, so that's chapter one. Uh that's chapter one. Let's move on to the second one. The second one I want to call is comparison. Now, there's a quote that I keep going back to. I know that I've said it a few times in previous podcast episodes as well, but comparison is the thief of joy. I love that. I just love that saying, and I've definitely brought it up before. But it's so true, right? Because it's so easy to compare, especially on social media. It's not even like an active thing. I feel like at this point, it's just become subconscious. When you're on Instagram and you're scrolling and you're seeing all these things, you know, maybe you're not even realizing, but some subconsciously you are sort of comparing. And I, and I think Instagram's good at sort of manipulating the brain to do that. And I read this somewhere. I don't know who uh, said it or like where I read it, but um, they said the algorithm is designed to keep me from being happy with my own reality and the things that I already have and appreciate. And this struck such a... It's, it just struck so strong with me. 
And it, it's so true because I found that subconscious comparing to have such a big effect on my own like self-esteem because I'm always seeing places that I could be, things that I can be doing, people that I can be meeting. And it's like, I already have like 101 really nice things going on in my life. But if I'm not mindful of that, and if I choose to spend my time looking at this abyss of just information of, you know, things that are happening to other people, the things other people are doing, that's going to leave me feeling really bad. Like, that's just something that I don't think you can escape when you're just so involved in it. So, um, we always, we've obviously, we've grown up hearing this a lot, which is be happy with what you have. Be happy with what you have. I know, you know, elders have said that to us. Parents have said that to us. And it's so true. And the algorithm is just the exact opposite of that. Social media, Instagram is such an exact, like, opposite of that sort of, idea uh, that concept so that's just something that i feel like we all need to be mindful of and yeah this this is just the subconscious comparing and just not let it affect our self-esteem so much and another thing i was doing that i i can sort of loosely related to comparison but is that i would start forming preconceived notions about people as soon as i see their instagram profiles now i don't know if this is just a me thing or people have gone through it i don't think it would be not normal for people to have done this so just let me know like let me know if you've actually done this and let me know if you relate to it but like do you ever like look at someone's instagram and you're like oh man they have such a cool instagram page or or they must be up to like cool stuff you know they must be so cool in real life and you're just sort of like making these judgments it's sort of like automatic and then when you let's say when you meet that person in real life uh one of two things can happen uh, one is that, okay, you may not actually realize they're they're that cool or like, you might, you know, your judgment might change, in which case it sort of like uh, confirms, you know what, yeah, Instagram's just an illusion. Or do you sort of carry that intimidation? Like when you when you, when you you look at someone's Instagram and, and it's like, oh my God, it's such a cool Instagram, you know, they must be so cool and things like that. And you're sort of almost intimidated to meet this person because of this, you know, comparing and then you feel bad about yourself. And when you meet them, that sort of intimidation is like carried through or like transitioned into like the real life conversation. Let me know if this is a thing that's happening with you guys, honestly, because I've definitely caught myself in situations where I've done that. And, I, and I'm just thinking Instagram is such a bad metric for me to get to know about people because you can be anything on Instagram. It's, it's such an illusion, right? You can just be anything on Instagram and it's so easy to doctor that way. So I've learned not to take that side seriously as well. And and think about it, right? Because like Instagram is such a numbers game too. Like likes, comments, shares. It's such a numbers game. And like, I, do, I just don't think that's a good metric. It's not, a, it's not even that it's a good metric. It's just not helpful. It's just not helpful in the grand scheme of things. You know, the amount of likes, the amount of comments, the amount of shares. You know, why are you judging based on some arbitrary numbers given to you by some arbitrary algorithm like it just doesn't make sense and as a creative you know obviously i do a lot of photography and sometimes you know a a piece of work piece of art that i think is really really nice you know well composed sort of intellectual has an artistic value and when i put it up on instagram it just doesn't get that many likes 
compared to let's say like an easy sort of sunset photo that I just clicked on my phone, that would get like hundreds of likes. It's pretty, it's safe, it's accessible, but for something that I've like put a lot of effort into, you know, that stuff honestly doesn't do that well. And I've got my, and I've caught myself in like situations where I would think, wait, is my work actually not that good? Like, why is the sunset photo getting way more likes than like this well-composed street image that I worked so hard to capture? I edited, I put so much time into this. Why aren't people getting this? But then I'm thinking, you know what? Firstly, the algorithm. There's no guarantee that, you know, the algorithm is pushing my post to like every single one of my followers or like that's just not a guarantee, one. Second, you know, the nature of Instagram when I thought about it is like, you know, you keep scrolling. You don't really spend more than two seconds or three seconds on a post, even less, even less if I'm being quite honest. So I'm like, yes. So it's like half a second. If I'm putting out something that needs to be observed, has an intellectual capacity to it, you know, something that needs to be really studied in order to be appreciated. Of course, that's not going to do well on Instagram. You know, unless unless someone is really a photo enthusiast or like, you know, someone who really, really cares about an art form. Like I, I, I use Instagram for some of my photography inspirations and I do and I do stop to, you know, see some posts and I see that. But I'm thinking, you know, at the end of the day, then it's not about numbers. You know, even if I'm getting less likes on my more valuable sort of let's just say art um at the end of the day it's it's still it's still valuable and i don't i don't think i should judge it by the number of likes i get you know that's just not a good metric i just keep going back to this word metric and i think it's so relevant here so so yeah that's that's something i had in mind as well and uh so yeah that's that's comparison that's uh, that's also something that i wanted to talk about big big part of instagram and it's just something to be really mindful of all right next one Slot machine. Okay, now I love this one because, so slot machine, it's a casino analogy, metaphor, whatever you want to call it. So I was, I was, I had a conversation with someone very recently, and they were telling me that, you know, in casinos, I don't know if this is a global thing because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a casino goer. You know, I've never gambled in my life to be quite honest. But, you know, they told me that so casinos when you enter, they give you sort of like these incentives to stay in there. You know, they give you free, like, uh, drinks, non-alcoholic. And they and one interesting thing that they do uh, that I heard is they pump up the oxygen in the casino. So that makes you feel more fresh. It makes you feel more alive when you're in there. And that sort of, like, makes you want to stay. So that's just something um, that I found fascinating. I found very interesting. And I sort of could relate it to the... Um, and I could sort of relate it to Instagram... Uh, because Instagram is designed that way, right? Instagram is designed in a way to sort of keep you hooked to it. Like you just, it's, it's the app is just, it wants your attention. It's drawing on your time. It's drawing your energy. It's drawing um, and trying to just keep and safeguard your attention to itself. And that's so true because I've noticed, I've physically seen my attention span get shorter and shorter over the years now i'm a film student i love movies the love for films is just deeply ingrained in me that's just something a big part of my identity but you know in the last few months i find it so hard to just sit down and watch a film just by myself you know if not not if i'm going to the theaters or like if it's with friends and we have plans or something like that you know 
as a film student i love watching movies just by myself and it's i think it's an important practice as well you know it's not just like for entertainment value just for what i do i need to watch films on a consistent basis and i just find myself not doing that anymore at least at the rate that i want to and i sort of keep making ex- excuses saying you know yeah but it's like you know 2 hours i don't have time for that you know and, you know by the time i come home it'll be 9 o'clock and like so basically all these like empty excuses to just do like to like not do the thing that i want to or i need to but i alternatively i notice that i have no problems scrolling on instagram for hours and hours and hours now something doesn't add up over there something absolutely felt wrong there i was like wait if i can spend so much of my day on social media on instagram on mindless content bite sized you know at the end of the day very irrelevant content why am i not able to just sit down watch a film that's well thought out well produced a lot of effort has been put into it why has the quality of the information or the entertainment that i consume why has it gone down and why has it become instagram why has it become bite sized you know instant gratification sort of like nothing and that sort of it sort of made me angry at one point i was like you know what this is this is wrong like if if this app is drawing so much on my attention span i should probably set some boundaries with it and that's exactly what i did um so i was listening to this podcast um it was actually a canadian podcast it's called the big story and it's like this daily podcast and uh, the, one of the guests his name was johan hari i think and he was talking about how the attention span of uh, humans have significantly decreased over the past uh, like you know few years and the term that he used uh, which stuck with me was uh, cognitive degradation and he went on to explain why our attention span is so important for us i'll try and link that podcast somewhere so that you guys can go listen to it it's a, it's it's such a good podcast you should go listen to it but you know that term cognitive degradation stuck with me because that's that sums it all up to be honest with you guys our attention span is so important to us for us to operate on our like maximum potential attention span is such an important thing and if we don't protect it we're going to degrade cognitively and to protect our intellect our to protect our sort of ability to be efficient and i think we need to protect our attention span so that's something that shed so much light uh, on on such an important um aspect of our of our life so that that sort of stuck with me i'll i'll link that podcast somewhere so that you guys can go check it out and um but yeah it's just practice though at the end of the day it's practice you know i've i've sort of started to set boundaries with instagram myself you know i try and delete the app during the day only download it at night when i need to reply to messages then every now and then i do relapse like you know i'm i'm not going to sit here and claim that i'm i'm an expert or like i've mastered it no absolutely not so i've i'm also trying my best it is practice so uh i'll just get better at it the more i do it and for that i think you know we all need to be mindful yes i know you guys have heard that time term mindfulness so much especially in 2022 because it's it's just being thrown around in all these different places but it's being thrown around for a good reason i feel and it's so important which is why it's being thrown around in the first place so let's all be mindful that's all i'm saying so that was slot machine guys hopefully that sort of puts things in perspective instagram is just it's just a big old slot machine for the world is what it is and that exists right in our phone 
So in some ways all I'm saying is gamble safely. So yeah, let's let's move on to the next one. This one I'm calling information abundance. And this 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 sort of like I would say out of all the chapters this one is the most important for me. Um now you guys have probably heard of James Clear. He is the author of Atomic Habits. Ironically a book that went viral on social media. Uh it's a great book though. Um James Clear, he said this. He said in a world where information is abundant and easy to access, the real advantage is knowing where to focus. When I heard this, this sort of put things into perspective for me because I did realize you know when i when i thought of this uh saying by james clear i was like you know what we do live in such a saturated world right now there's information everywhere you look there's information being shoved down people's throats even when they are not even asking for it and we've gotten to that point back in the day information used to be scarce you know you need to go to a library or like you need to there were some barriers to entry in terms of getting the information that you want but now nowadays information is just available to us at the snap of our fingers at the tap of a button and it when when there's just so much going on the real power is knowing where to focus and that that's that's so simple as such an effective advice and it just works and i feel like if you can master that sort of tunnel vision of like knowing where to focus in the midst of all this chaos that makes you a very very powerful person and this is even more so um relevant in the context of instagram because that's what instagram is like it's just information after information after information and it's just abusing your brain at that point when you're like overloading your cognitive you know capacity and it's just it's just it can't be good it just cannot be good for us now when i think of social media as a concept right like i why was it made why was it made it was made because we wanted to get people together we wanted to connect the world but i'm going to draw on a concept called the law of diminishing returns over here if you're a business student if you're an economics student you've probably heard of this term now social media instagram it did its job of what it was supposed to do it did it perfectly it connected us in ways that we didn't even think was possible and now i can pretty much on paper in theory i can reach anyone in the world through my phone that's just how it works and it did it so well and i think we reached a point of maximum yield at some point we did and then we sort of transitioned into this phase of experiencing diminishing returns from social media and these diminishing returns come in the form of uh sh- shorter attention spans addiction to social media um disconnection from the real world right we're so connected in the digital world yes that's what it's about to do but it sort of disconnected us from the real world too now picture this you're on a subway or you're on a train or you're on a street car and look around look around you very familiar right everyone has their necks down they're looking on their phones they're looking down on their phones that's that's such a familiar image in 2022 and we've been seeing it for so long now So isn't that a disconnect like would you agree with me when I when I say that that is a disconnect so we've reached that point and i feel like we're experiencing the negative returns right now and the the you know we have to sort of protect ourselves from it 
And, you know, Instagram itself used to be simpler. You know, when we're talking about abundance, uh, we, we can talk about the abundance of features in Instagram as well, right? Because when we, when I, when I personally, when I got on Instagram, it first, it was still blue in color, which I loved. I loved that aesthetic. I feel like we need to have an option to, you know, choose the color that we view Instagram in. And I'm not just talking about the light mode and the dark mode stuff. It, it, you know, you can choose the old aesthetic. I think, you know, in this day and age, we should be allowed to do that. But anyway, before I stray off too much, Instagram itself was so simple when I was on it first. In Back in like 2015 is when I got my first um, access to Instagram. And it was just about the photos and it was just about videos. There was honestly, there was nothing else. And, and like obviously chats. And now we have Instagram Reels, we have Instagram Guides, we have Instagram Notes in select countries. We have, what else do you have? Oh my God, the shopping tab. I hate the shopping tab. You know, when, when that happened, when they took the notification button and they moved it to the top of the screen and they replaced that place with the shopping tab, Man, I was disappointed for days when that happened. Because for me, that was just an outright breach of trust. So you're going to take probably the most tapped part of your screen when you're using Instagram, and you're going to replace it with a shopping tab. For me, that was like a new low that Instagram had reached. And that was sort of a point where I'm like, you know what, this app, I'm going to have to think, rethink some things about how I'm using this app and what this app is going to do to us. Because at the end of the day, you are a product. You as in you, me. You know, we're not customers of Instagram because Instagram is a free service. If you have a phone or a desktop, you can go download Instagram. It's not, it's not paid. So that makes you a product. And the actual customers of Instagram are just these big corporations that want to put their ads on it. They're big corporations that they want to sell uh, things on Instagram. Those are their customers. And what those guys are after is our attention and our um, energy and our time. And Instagram's gonna do anything to exploit that from us. So when they're playing their game, we have to play our game as well. You know, things like the shopping tab, things like, you know, nowadays we see this algorithm uh, favoring reels over photos, which I'm like, Instagram is a photo app. Like that's that, that was your whole concept. That was your whole like vision statement, mission statement, whatever you want to call it. Now you're trying to be more like TikTok. Yes. Okay. And you've sort of ditched your original vision and now you're going after this. And even that was just like, you know what? These guys will do anything and this will, this will just change based on the time. There's no guarantee in this. We don't get a say in this because we're not the customer. So that was even more reason for me to reevaluate my relationship with the app and sort of remind myself that, okay, these guys are a corporation at the end of the day. They're going to try and exploit us. So when they're playing their game, I'm going to play my game as well. And that's how I see it now. So that was that. You know, now Instagram is just not simple anymore. There's an abundance of feature. There's an abundance of uh, information. It's just too much. There's just so much going on in in the Instagram right now. And you know what worries me though? It's like, at least, you know, when we got on Instagram, it was still simple and we sort of saw the rise of all these features when it was coming in, you know, when stories was added or like, you know, reels was added. We could still sort of criticize it. We could be aware of it. And we had like a comparison. We, could, we had like a, a 
a baseline comparison of what Instagram was and what we experienced and what we liked. But nowadays, you know, the the kids these days, let's say, they're getting on Instagram in like 2021, 2022. Now, these guys are starting with a baseline that's already way higher than us. They're like literally walking into a room of chaos, in my opinion. It's just a lot going on right off the bat. And I'm just thinking, how can this be good in the long term? So that's just something we just have to, I guess, wait it out and see how people are going to deal with it. You know, if people are going to set the right boundaries with uh, Instagram. Because let me let me assure you one thing, at least what I think is going to happen is Instagram is just going to, going to, it's going to get more addictive. It's going to get more abundant in terms of information and features as we keep going. And we're just going to have to find a way to fit into that in the sense that we have to find a way to make Instagram fit into us rather than we getting, you know, sucked into their game, like I said. So, so yeah, that's, that's something that I wanted to talk about was the abundance of information. That was just, that was an important part of, uh, you know, this, this discussion for me. So, all right, uh, all that said and done, let's move on to the fifth and final uh, section of this. And it is that, at the end of the day, Instagram is a useful tool, which is why I'm calling this fifth section a useful tool. All said and done, I actually love Instagram at the end of the day because, and I really think, I really, really honestly believe it's actually probably one of the best inventions of the past decade. Now, yes, it has its flaws and the whole, you know, the last 40 minutes of me talking about it has obviously made it clear that I know what the flaws are, but I've personally benefited from Instagram so much. I've I've met such wonderful people on Instagram. You know, Instagram, when used correctly, can be a good source of information and uh, inspiration as well, when used correctly. Heavy emphasis on that, when used correctly. Um, so especially for a creative like me, I think Instagram is so help, helpful. I was speaking to someone the other day and then they, and then they just put, said this out and they were like, you know, Instagram is your first portfolio. I'm talking about creatives over here. And it's so true because it is. Um, you know, the first point of contact, you know, most likely that you're going to come into with someone is, um, especially in my industry, is probably Instagram. And that is your first portfolio. That's what they see first. And then they might click on a link or whatever that you guys have. But this this was so true. And um, you know what? The podcast is probably reaching you guys through Instagram right now. You probably clicked on the link on Instagram to get to this episode. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not helpful because it is. And it plays it plays an important part in my life. And I know that it will continue to do so as well. But it's just gone to the point where, you know, it's sort of become a world of its own. You know, it used to be like this small thing, a small entity. But now it's more than that. I feel like it's a whole universe out there. Uh, Instagram. So I need to find a way to navigate it in the right way, set the right boundaries and have it serve me rather than me serve it. So that's, you know, a very, very important call to action that I want to point out uh, regarding Instagram. You know, it's, it's just a constant reminding yourself. Instagram is free. It's a business. We're not paying in terms of money but the payment is your time it's your attention and it is your energy so i would say just be mindful of how your brain is processing instagram you know 
practice setting boundaries with it and have it serve you rather than you serve it and uh, so that it doesn't lead to addiction so that it doesn't get in the way of important things so that it doesn't get get in the way of your mental health okay social media does absolutely have an effect on your mental health and you know you can read up more about this in more uh, scientific sort of details and that'll sort of better contextualize it for you and I'll try to put some resources out there on uh, on the new light network instagram page or something like that so that you guys can uh, be directed to the right links but uh, but yeah this is this is my sort of rant sort of love hate relationship with instagram that I wanted to talk about I want to get this discussion going you know amongst uh, you guys who are listening and uh, let me know let me know if if this sort of you resonated with this episode if this sort of made sense to you and i'd love to hear about your own experience with instagram as well if you want to uh, talk to me about it my dms are always open and i'll link, i'll link all the socials below but uh, but yeah instagram you know as i see it it can be a really good thing if we let it be a good thing and nothing more than that so on that note i would like to conclude this first solo episode that I've done. I think I enjoyed it actually. This was kind of nice. With that said, thank you so much for tuning in. It always means a lot to me. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for tuning into New Light Network. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can listen to New Light Network on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For more content, follow us on Instagram at newlightnet and check out our YouTube for more clips and behind the scenes content i'll catch you on the next one this is ani signing off peace